everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, this is the first uh, of the, it's in a couple weeks, of following a Nuggets loss. Um, this is, uh, uh, the Nuggets failed to close out the Minnesota Timberwolves in Game 4 in Minnesota, losing in overtime by 5 points and, or 7 points, I don't know. Anyway, um... There's some things to talk about this game. I think this is a throwaway game in the truest sense. There is There will be attempts to overanalyze this game because that's what we do in this 24-hour Twitter-verse thing, but this really is nothing to overanalyze. There's some minor things to talk about with this Nuggets game, um, but in, in reality, it's hard to close out teams especially it's really hard to sweep teams it really is like it takes a little extra effort there to do it and it kind of reminded me of the nuggets in uh, 2009 and in the second half i'm going to talk about uh how this kind of reminds me of a very particular series um but in in reality in reality this nuggets team uh they, they this, this was a weird flow of a game and it started with how the game was being officiated to start the game. It was, I'm not, I'm not blaming the officials for this by the way at all because, uh, freaking Carl Towns fouled out in overtime. So we're, we, let's, let's just be, let's be honest here and say Bill Kennedy and uh, his crew did not cost the nuggets this game. Um, there was a very bizarre tone of, to the game to start, um, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those, it was one of those stretches of basketball where you were like convinced that there was, there, they just, there was something going on, not, not something going on, but there was just like a, uh, I don't know, like a, we're not going to give the Nuggets a benefit of a doubt kind of thing. And it set a weird tone. Jokic picked up two fouls early in the first quarter, but uh, to his credit, Michael Malone kept him in, which was the good, which, which was basically, I dare you to give 
uh, a superstar his third foul, basically, is what that was. However, Carl Towns did pick up two fouls in the same amount of time. It was bizarre. The, the, the way the game, the tone of the game to start was really bizarre. The Nuggets go into halftime with a lead, um, and then they lose it in the third quarter, which seems to be their bugaboo in this series. And then um, the end of the game was just truly one of the weirdest things I've ever seen as the Nuggets stage an enormous 12-point comeback in the last two minutes of the game. Uh, to say that I've never seen... I've, I've, I've seen comebacks like that before, but that was just bizarre. And the, it looks like the Wolves were trying to give the Nuggets the game. And, and frankly, the Nuggets would have won this game. Nikola Jokic scored 43 points. Um, if he scored, uh, if he scored the one point at the end of the game with four seconds left, missing the front end of the back of the two free throws, uh, if he made that free throw, the, then the Nuggets win the game because the, the the Wolves were just collapsing down the stretch. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different thing reasons as to why the Nuggets ended up losing this game. A lot of it had to do with uh, Jamal. Um, I, this is, was said to me a couple times uh, via text, via people I know, um, but I do think it is true. Um, sometimes these 40-point outbursts from uh, Jamal... <coughs> excuse me, sneeze. Um, sometimes these 40 point outbursts from Jamal lead to him doing hero ball. And I think that was very much a, a case in this game of, of Jamal getting that 40 piece a couple games ago. And the last two games, he's been just kind of weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been weird. And uh, it threw off some of the flow. You, you saw Jamal just trying, 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 dribbling the air out of ball. I mean, just, and even though, you know, Jokic ended up with 43 points and, and 10 rebounds, um, 10 rebounds and six assists, you know, that's a great game. Uh, there are there were plays where you saw Jamal just trying, 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 because he was uh, being guarded by Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And obviously the adjustment that the, the uh, Timberwolves made was to put... NAW on to Jamal. Uh, obviously, in the last two games, it's showed that Jamal has struggled to get his own shot. Whereas in the third game three, um, Jamal was looking to pass quite a bit more. In this game, you could tell he was taking it personal and he was looking to score and he just was kind of destroying the flow of the offense, basically. Um, MPJ was off to start the game. Uh, he ended up with 15 points and hitting a couple really big three point shots down the stretch. Um, but in overtime, what happened was the Nuggets were going to give the ball to the to uh, Jokic every time, and the secondary offense with uh, with Jamal just wasn't working. Jamal will hit some tough shots, and which he has shown he he can very much do over his career, and will do. Um, but Jamal just wasn't there, and quite frankly, this isn't a blame Jamal kind of thing. But the, you know, he does get into hero ball, and it it's it just kind of it kind of throws everything else off. It's not a terminal thing. The Nuggets will. I mean, I am. Uh, as certain as certain can be that the Nuggets will beat the Timberwolves in game five. And I'll talk about the analogous 
what we can talk about with how, how this series feels with another series in the past uh, in the second part of the podcast. But as of right now, it's just there was nothing you can really glean from this game. Um, there was some pick and roll issues with the Nuggets, but I'll be honest with you, um, what cost the Nuggets a game was uh, uh, NAW hitting two threes. And a guy who hits about 30% on three suddenly being able to hit two in a row. And Mike Conley um, banking in an impossible three-point shot. I mean, really, that is what cost the Nuggets game, other than the Jokic free throw. And it it really sometimes NBA games boil down to this, and you can't do anything about it. Um, There is an exceedingly good fortune for the uh in in order for the Minnesota Timberwolves to pull off that game. And they did. And it was I mean, look, you know, this was another brother I have 47 kind of game from Jokic on Gobert. Uh and obviously, you know, the even though the Timberwolves ended up winning, I don't think necessarily they can take too much comfort in the way that this game transpired, particularly how they completely evaporated down the stretch of that of the fourth quarter. That, to me, told me that the Nuggets were, when they are trying, are the better team. And this was another kind of example of a third quarter in Game 2-ish situation. Um, but the Nuggets are coming back home, and uh, I have I am 100% certain that this uh, series will be, uh, almost 100% certain that this series will be uh, wrapped up uh, in five. Now, the Nuggets... Uh, there wasn't any enormous glaring flaw that I can point out in this game. It was it was almost like I was talking to a friend while the game was going on, and I described it as workmanlike. It was very it was very professional. They had some turnovers, particularly in the first quarter. And that and if there's if there's one thing that the Timberwolves thrive on, it's turnovers. There's one thing, um, and even with Carl Towns being sometimes aggressive and sometimes not, the one thing that unlocks the Timberwolves is turnovers. Anthony Edwards, I think, had over 30, but he didn't score most of the fourth quarter. The Nuggets did actually a pretty good job on on Edwards in, in that stretch. And honestly, this is one of those games where the Nuggets kind of just were there they they weren't a factor in their own thing until the end and one of the things that you have seen with this this nugget squad and in these playoffs is that the the and i think some of this has to do with the way the bench was being played towards the end of the regular season um they got so much time out there that they the they just kind of uh developed a chemistry and yes, the, the rotation is a lot tighter and Jokic is playing far more minutes than he did in the regular season. Um, but, you know, when Christian Brown gets in there and, uh, you know, guys like that and, uh, uh, you know, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, um, they are able to hold the fort. And uh, Jamal's uh, good stretches of this game came when he was with the bench, which hasn't always been the case this year. Um, but it just turned out to be one of those games where the, the luck was on, um, Minnesota's side and there's just, oh, you just got to tip your cap and move on to game five. 
because, you know, sometimes a gentleman's sweep is just as good as a sweep. And I didn't, I don't think Minnesota fans can look at this game and think there's something that we could take away from it. The Nuggets have always had pick and roll guarding issues. It, it is what it is. Um, if it failed to win the Timberwolves the previous three games, it wasn't going to win them. It, you know, it's not going to win them a series. Uh, this is, this is just a talent gap, um, and a team gap, uh, with this team. And, and, and I think, I think more, more than anything else, the Nuggets may have learned a lesson about commitment to doing what you do. And really, I think they over relied on Jokic and Jamal's hero ball. Um, Mike didn't had his worst game of the series. He kind of came on at the end, but it was definitely his worst game of the series. Um, Aaron Gordon had a good first half and a iffy second half, uh, but the, the team didn't play terribly. Um, they played they played adequately, and they needed to play good. Okay, that's basically the if we're going to take anything away from this game, that's what it is. And plus, you can't account for luck. Mike Conley banking in that weird angle three point shot is still to, is just weird. <laughs> I said Ryan Blackburn tweeted about it again this morning and uh, I looked at it again and it was just, I mean, how did he, how did that go in? Um, sometimes you just can't account for that shit. You just, I mean, seriously, you just can't account for that. There are things that happen in games that aren't always explainable. And certainly that is one of them, but the Nuggets come back home for game five. This is why you work for home court advantage. Um, Nuggets are still a healthy team. Uh, Jokic comes off his best game of the series. Uh, well, I say that, but he wasn't exactly playing great to start the game. I mean, like that goes in with the tonality of the, of the start of the game. Jokic was missing floater after floater and he never does that. Um, and it wasn't due to defense. He was just coming up short. Uh, it was really weird, uh, bizarre start to that for that game. But some of that could be sweet. You know, you know, the teams throw, uh, the kitchen sink up against you against the, in that moment in time. So, we shall see how the Nuggets adapt to this. And um, before I get to the second half of the podcast, I'm just going to tell people, look, the the Milwaukee Bucks are down 2-1 to the uh, uh, Miami Heat. Uh, Miami Heat team that is not good. Okay, Giannis has been out. Um, but they should still be able to beat the Heat. Um, the Boston Celtics lost a game to a really bad really bad Hawks team. Okay. Uh, there's just the, the two seed in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, 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 the, the West, the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are down to the Lakers. The third seed in the West, the, uh, King Sacramento Kings are in a two, two series tie with the, uh, Golden State Warriors. And, um, the, the Suns have been extremely fortunate that Kawhi is not playing the last two games, which they won, and barely won a team that had no uh, Paul George and no uh, Kawhi Leonard, which keeps, which is in keeping with how the Nuggets were able to stay competitive with uh, the Suns um, when both games down the stretch, the Nuggets rested all their starters. Um, so th there's a lot of things going on in these playoffs and the Nuggets dropping one game to the, uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves is not going to hurt them. 
All right, on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to you about the series I think this kind of reminds me the most of and uh, how I think this will go very similarly. So we'll be back right after this. In 2009, the Denver Nuggets went up 3-0 on the Dallas Mavericks. Game 3 came down to a Carmelo Anthony uh, shot at the end. It was a three-point shot that won them the game. And it was one of those moments, probably one of the best moments of Carmelo Anthony's career. In fact, that in most of those playoffs was up until game, I would say until game 3 of the Western Conference Finals, Melo was having possibly his best run of basketball ever. And I think to this day is his best run of basketball through the Hornet series to the, to the Maverick series, to the first two games of the Nugget series against the Lakers and um, game game four against the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets uh, didn't kind of came out lackadaisical. (laughs) It was very similar to this game. It is hard to sweep. It is hard to sweep in the NBA. It's done very rarely. Teams don't want to be swept. The Nuggets were swept against the Phoenix Suns, and they kind of fell apart. But that that was a barely there Nuggets team uh, that was missing Jamal. Um, And the Nuggets have been swept in their history. Um, Most of the sweeps came... Uh, let's say there was the the sweep against the Lakers in 2008. And then before that, you have to go back to 1995 when they lost to the Spurs. You know, this Nuggets team has a tendency to be, to be a team that kind of hates prosperity. They need, they need challenge. And it reminds me of that 2009 Nuggets squad, that second round series against the Mavericks, the Nuggets, pulled away in both the first and second game. And in the third game, they had that miracle shot. Um, and while this doesn't a one for one comp, uh, comp, you know, comparison, this, this part of the nuggets is very similar. And the Ted game three went, went almost to a T now in their previous series against the, uh, the, uh, new Orleans Hornets, as they were known at the time, the nuggets ended up losing game three in, uh, last, I mean, they think they lost the game by two, two or three points. Uh, and then they came out in game four and beat the living snot out of them by 58 points. Game, game, uh, the second series, it was Dirk, it was Jason Kidd, it was, you know, uh, Josh Howard. Um, you know, it, it just, it was that, it was that pre-championship uh, Dallas Mavericks team. The Nuggets had beaten that Dallas Mavericks team four times that year. Uh, I believe, I think they won their, it was either 3-0 or 4-0. They won during the regular season. And then they went up 3-0 in the uh, conference, uh, in the second second round. And the fourth game, if people remember correctly, it was, it was nip-tuck the entire way. And Dallas only barely pulled away in the fourth quarter. Now, why I bring this up is is a very uh, if you go back and watch Game Five versus the uh, the Dallas Mavericks, the one after the loss when the Nuggets came home, the uh, the Mavs threw the kitchen sink at the Nuggets in Game Five, really n- understanding that they you know do or die, a lot like they did in Game Four. And it's just like I said, it's hard to sweep. 
Um, the funny thing is, by the time we get to the third quarter, the Nuggets start asserting themselves. And by the fourth quarter, th- there was so much energy that the, uh, the Mavs had to exert to save themselves that they just ran out of gas in about the last five minutes of the game. And the Nuggets end up winning, I think, by 12 or 13 points or something like that. And uh, that one featured the alley-oop from J.R. Smith to Kenyon Martin, where he screamed and um, the crowd went nuts. And, you know, you, you always re- you remember these things. It was, you know, 14 years ago at this point. But um, those are the things that stick out. And I, f- I kind of implant, I, I kind of anticipate this will follow a similar track. Um, then the wolves think they found something I can guarantee you with the NAW on Jamal thing. Um, and it's up to Jamal to kind of adjust. I don't anticipate the nuggets making any adjust. No, nor should they. You're up three, one in a series. You shouldn't make any adjustments. Um, and I, and I honestly think that, um, uh, there's not many to make in the, in the starting lineup. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just the Nuggets starting lineup is so good. Generally, you don't need to be doing that sort of thing. You know, they may adjust rotations and, and, and this with the second unit and stuff like that. But uh, honestly, this is really down to Jamal understanding that he uh, if he's going to be hounded by NAW like this, um, he's going to need to become the facilitator that he was in game three. Um, and he just it just seemed like Jamal couldn't flip that switch in game four. If Jamal just understand and lets the game come to him, then the Nuggets will be fine because it, 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 it's already basically proven that the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the wolves are, are not going to be able to quote, stop Nikola Jokic. Um, and he's the best player in the series. Um, and if Mike's hitting his shots, this game will be over you know, fairly quickly. This isn't, this isn't a, a situation where the Nuggets need to be, make any dr- drastic adjustments other than Jamal needs to step up and understand that he needs to be uh, facilitating and getting the ball out of his hands quickly. No more pounding the air out of the ball. You know, Jamal, I mean, and, and, and another maybe minor adjustment that has to do with pace is that the Nuggets need to, I mean, specifically another thing with Jamal is like, dude, stop walking the ball up the court. Go get get into the offense quick. And Jamal does have a tendency to trot. And I think if we're going to if we're going to look at what the Nuggets can do to press their advantage, you're at altitude. The 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 Wolves just exerted themselves to a tremendous extent to win Game Four in a game that they probably should have won by ten and ended up winning in overtime. Um, the Nuggets uh, definitely kind of uh, made them exert more. And where this comes in handy is if you're coming back home, particularly when there's only one game in between, you one day in between. You go in and you press your advantage by running them out of the building. And really, truly, that's what the Nuggets need to do. It's just understand that they need, they have, you've got a likely tired team. And you need to get that, get out there and just put the pedal to the metal and run them out of the building. And that's what, that's what the Nuggets did in 2009 against the Mavericks. Um, that that Nuggets team ran more than this Nuggets team. But Jokic, as, as I've, I've said this over and over, Jokic likes playing with pace. Uh, he, j- he really does. Uh, sometimes the Nuggets are hampered by some play calls and stuff like that. But, I mean, honestly, truly, Jokic likes getting up with pace. Get out there and run them the hell out of this building. 
and make them regret that they ever tried, you know, wanted to come back to altitude. And that really is the only quote unquote adjustments that the Nuggets need to make. So basically play with more pace and Jamal needs to pass more. Uh, everything else on the team, I just, I, I don't have any sort of critique. This Nuggets team is clearly better than the Wolves. And all they need to do is just behave like it. And and once the Nuggets actually get into a spot to where they are, um, I guess, comfortable and can press the advantage, you could treat it like game one and just run them out of the building. And and, and really, truly, I think that's what the Nuggets will do. Uh, it, it's now a time for the Nuggets to just say, all right, we're better than you, and then get ready for the Phoenix Suns, inevitable Phoenix Suns meeting in the second round, which will be the barn burner. Uh, thank God the Nuggets have the home court advantage in this one because uh, I wouldn't want to, this to be a situation where the Nuggets are uh, uh, having to go on the road for a majority of the games. The Nuggets uh, have the first seed for a reason, right? But not to get ahead of ourselves. The Nuggets need to take care of business in game five. And I honestly anticipate the Nuggets to uh, being able to do that. If not, you will hear me come on here and uh, rip them because that'll be just a sign of a lazy team. The Nuggets have no excuses. Um, you got the, you got the wolves, the wolves got their one. Now it's time for the Nuggets to press their advantage, put the pedal to the metal and get out there and run them out of the building and uh, prove that you are the best team in the Western Conference. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. I'll be back, uh, well, after Game 5 with another episode. Goodbye. Thank you.